Hello and welcome. You're streaming another stellar episode of Mac Watson Talks, voted best podcast in the Valley for 2022 by the readers of Phoenix Magazine. On this episode, Joe Biden is coming to Arizona, but will he visit the border? That's the question I want answered. Also, what is up with Carrie Lake? Why does she continue to think that she's going to win the governorship of Arizona? And how do you fall off of a cruise ship and not remember... Oh, that's right. You had too much to drink. Yeah, okay. The guy survived. He's okay. But what a sad, pathetic sot he is. All that and more is coming up. Let's get started. This is episode 223. All right, Cricket, let me try to explain this. We've got one microphone. Our other microphone died. That's true. So we are doing this from the... We're doing this sitting, sitting knee to knee with each other, trying to do this podcast. That's how we did our very first podcast. It's like yeah. the good old days when we just right. had one microphone. Right. Only the microphone that we did our first podcast on that we were sharing is the microphone that's now dead. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. So rest in peace, Mr. Microphone. Mm-hmm. That was our first microphone. I'm kind of sad. It's kind of a sad day knowing that the microphone's dead. Oh, well. Ooh, see, and now can you hear that? It's like my cord is like catching papers and making right. all kinds of noise. All kinds of noise. We're stuffed into this small space. <laughs> Sorry about that, people. So let's. Can you explain to me what's going on with Carrie Lake and what's his name? Carrie Lake and what's his name? The uh, uh, Mark Fincham. Yes. 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 Basically, what's happening is that Carrie Lake is a delusional loser who is trying to figure out how to get something that cannot be gotten, which is the governorship of Arizona. Well, that doesn't explain what happened to them. What happened to them? And these are Trump endorsed GOP candidates. Remember, they ran for the Arizona governor and secretary of state and lost. That's right. They filed a lawsuit challenging the election in federal court. And guess what? The federal court said that the lawsuits were frivolous and it tossed those cases out and their lawyers were sanctioned. So not only did the court, the high court decide that their lawsuits. It's not a high court. It's just a district court. Oh, district court. court. Oh, okay. Not only did the court find it frivolous which is embarrassing, but also sanctioned the lawyers. What does that mean, being as, a, as an attorney? What does that mean when you are sanctioned? Well, first of all, it means that you have to, the court is imposing some punishment on you that you have to um, pay, or it's usually, it's usually monetary, the punishment. They don't usually sanction you by putting you in jail. So you're being sanctioned with a monetary um, fine. fine that you have to pay, not your client's. You have to pay it. It would be completely unprofessional if they tried to make Carrie Lake and 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 Mark Mark Fincham. Fincham pay it. So the lawyers are joint and severally liable for this sanction, and the sanction is they have to pay the fees for Maricopa County's lawyers to defend this lawsuit. Wow! And so that I mean, that could be thousands upon thousands of dollars, and that that they're being fined. And the reason why. Oh, there goes the paper again. (laughs) (laughs) The reason why that the court gave in its ruling, it said that the plaintiffs made false, misleading, and unsupported factual assertions and that their claims for relief did not have adequate factual 
or legal basis grounded in reasonable pre-filing before they filed the lawsuit inquiry, which as an attorney, you need to make an inquiry into the fact, like if your, your client comes to you and says, these are the things are true, then you have to make an inquiry into it to see if what your client is saying is actually true. Is actually true, Instead right. Instead of just saying, you say it's true, let's put it on paper and file it with the court. The court expects you to make an inquiry into whether those those things that they're asserting are actually even true. Which they makes failed it... failed to do that. Okay. Which makes it a frivolous lawsuit. Yes. And, and, and moreover, by failing to do that, they violated Rule 11 of the, of the Rules of Civil Procedure, which require attorneys to not file frivolous lawsuits. And so the court found that counsel acted recklessly, unreasonably, wow. and vexatiously multiplied the proceedings by seeking a preliminary injunction based on plaintiff's frivolous claims. So why is Carrie Lake doing this? I, You know, Mark Fincham, I don't know him that well. well. Why is Carrie Lake know. doing this? She wants to be the governor. I don't think it's about being the governor, though. I think now, because she realized that she lost, I, I think. I think she's doing this so that you can actually be in she's in line to be in line with Trump. I think she wants to be his running mate and that's why she's continuing this big lie and continuing to file frivolous well, lawsuits. She may, she may want to be his running mate. I'm not saying that she doesn't, but she wants to be governor because that would give her some credibility to be his running mate if she had actually had any political experience. Right, that's true. That's true. And it so it's really just it for, it's really embarrassing for the lawyers and not only that yeah why would the lawyers the bar do this? can now go and and look deeper into this those lawyers could actually come under some further sanctions for violating professional responsibility like oh, ethical great. rules and so it, it it it's always amazing to me like when i watch these lawsuits happening like with what trump ha- did that people like you know, um, Giuliani are even still practicing law. Right. It's like beyond me because they get sanctioned by the courts. They should be getting investigated by the the, the state bar and the federal bar. Yeah. And they should lo- be losing their license or be temporarily suspended from the practice of law because what they're doing is professional malpractice. Yeah, that's right. And yet they continue to do it. So so they're not going to be paying, disbarred, right? Paying, well, not by the court. The court can't disbar an attorney. Okay. That would have to be be done by the licensing board which is the su- the Supreme Court of Arizona right. has a licensing board that's the wham or that's the whammy that's the Arizona State Bar and the Arizona um, board of professional responsibility and they could indeed disbar them so all the court can do is give them a monetary fine but what the court is doing by by sanctioning them is alerting the licensing authority that they need to look into this further so, so courts often do Rule 11 sanctions in order to alert the licensing board that there's an ethical violation. Gotcha. So what's next for Carrie Lake then? The lawsuit's done. The lawsuit's been thrown out. She's not going to be governor. Right, right. But that's why I think she's she, still going to fight the good fight. Yeah, there is no recourse. I mean, to try to file an appeal from being thrown out for filing a frivolous right. lawsuit is no attorney's going to take that, including the attorneys that they came with. The attorneys they they came they danced with are not going to dance anymore. They've already been fined, and to make an appeal of it would I mean they'd have to truly believe that they weren't that 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 they weren't frivolous. And the fact is is the is Maricopa County came forward and proved that the allegations they made were frivolous. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Let's move on from Carrie Lake, even though it's 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 
Carrie Lake is like watching a dumpster fire. You just don't know how big it's going to get, and you're just fascinated. You can't turn away. It's like bottlenecking on the road. It's like watching the. It's like watching a tanker explode on the I-10. You know what I mean? You just want to see how much carnage it's going to take. Right, and you know, I, I, she is a dumpster fire, but so was Trump a dumpster fire. And at some True. point, it's not really. There's no. It's not entertaining anymore. It's like you know how there's certain people that well, you don't know this because you don't have any friends on Facebook. But there are people on Facebook that <laughs> I I don't unfriend because I kind of just enjoy watching their dumpster fire of a life. But then at some point I'm kind of like I don't, I'm done. And it's I, not doing you any and good. And I unfriend them. Yeah, I mean like at first it's kind of like entertaining to watch people be so ignorant, and then and then they they cross over from ignorant to like racist or oh, ignorant no. to like misogynist and then i just unfriend them but i mean we all like watching a good dumpster fire but not when it's like the dumpster fire is now they're like taking you know papers out of our own houses right and feeding the fire then it's right. not so fun anymore yeah you're right. right you're right about that so let's talk about kirsten cinema arizona's family nicole kreitz sat down with kirsten cinema last week and asked her about carrie lake Cinema's a re-election campaign and the bipartisan Respect for Marriage Act that just passed in the Senate. Now, Cinema, <laughs> which what, is something that Carrie Lake probably is uh, against, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I would right, think right, so. Right. Yeah. So, Cinema helped write the bill protecting same-sex interracial marriages and helped get Republicans on board. The measure passed sixty-one to 36 last week. She says, families all across Arizona are feeling a sigh of relief knowing that their marriages are safe and that they can take care of their kids and their families in the future. Cinnamon went on to say that she's got a diverse group of organizations, including religious groups, LGBTQ plus advocates, and business associates to get behind the proposal. I really don't like the government getting involved in marriage. I really don't. And, and it makes, I mean, if she, if she were from California, it would make sense that there it were would make more sense. tons of families across the state. I don't know that there's tons of families across the state. I don't disagree with what she's doing. Um, but I do think that it is... What it does is it allows equal protection for those people in non-traditional marriages in terms of tax liability and the, and the benefits of being married and, and having kids and right. all those types of things. From the IRS perspective. From an IRS perspective. And it doesn't force any particular religious organization to marry people. It just means that the government will will recognize in, in civil unions or however they if they decide if they actually do get married in churches, that's fine too. But they'll recognize those marriages for all of the benefits and that come with yeah. you know being married if you're just um, a regular man and woman being right. married right right Nicole Kreitz also asked her asked uh, uh, Senator Cinema about Carrie Lake and she really didn't say anything about Carrie Lake she said something to the extent of well Arizona once again got to exercise its right to vote and we're stronger in America for voting. So I mean, what she, she didn't gonna say, what what kind of comment is she going to make on that dumpster fire when it's it's that's Carrie Lake is a dumpster fire. It, but it doesn't matter. It it has nothing to do with her campaign. It doesn't behoove her to make fun of her or to even comment on it because they're not even in the same realm of of running mates Good or anything. Point. They're not running against each other. And so for her, it's just like I, it's almost like I have no comment. Like we we yeah the, the election worked. We we elected Katie Hobbs, and it's fine. That's true. And that's exactly what she said without saying that. And the court said there were, they didn't see that any of the allegations that Carrie Lake was ma were making were legitimate. So, Also uh, in the news, President Biden's going to visit uh, the, uh, the Valley next week. 
He's going to the t- of all places. Where do you think he's going to go? Uh, El Mirage. No. Oh, I was just trying to think of something obscure. Where is he going? <laughs> El Mirage. <laughs> El Mirage is an okay place. It's not. It's obscure though. It's, it's not obscure. Like, it's it's like yeah. Youngstown. Yeah. Anybody know where Youngstown is? It's by El Mirage. It's by El Mirage, right? No, he's going to the Taiwan Semiconductor Factory in Phoenix. Oh, I didn't even know there was a semi. Uh, did you know? Yeah, that? yeah. There's, it it's was owned, a big deal. And it's owned by somebody in Taiwan. Is right. What you're saying okay. Right. It's a big deal. Uh, semiconductor factory opening in America, opening in Phoenix. Oh, it it's was not, a big deal. It's not already opened. It's oh, it just is recently opening. No, they began construction in 2020 on the site. It's right. almost open. Oh, so it's not like an. Because I'm like, I've never even heard of it. The event's going to celebrate the first tool in, which marks the building is ready for the first of the manufacturing equipment to be moved inside. So it's not necessarily a groundbreaking, but so it's it is like coming for like having your util or having like your refrigerator brought in. Yes. Your house isn't done, but here's your appliances. Right. Right. Okay. right. So Biden is going to come and do this. Why doesn't he go to the border? Why doesn't he? De- I mean, of all places, what is there to do at the border? At least try to do something to to take care of you know what's going on with all the undocumented immigrants and all the children coming across. At least look like you're doing something by visiting the border in Arizona, right? I don't know. I think trade is more important, and and I and what's happening at the border has been happening for years and years and years and years. Uh, yeah, decades. You're right. It has right. been happening for decades. But he's going to get criticized because he went to Arizona, but he didn't go to the and border. And he'll get criticized if he goes to the border and nothing changes because nothing's going to change. Because nothing's going to change to begin with. In fact, they are trying to stop Doug Ducey, the governor, from putting those, um, what are those, containers. Uh, shipping containers right. on the border and stopping illegal immigrants from uh, from coming over that way, it's too. It's not really working, though, so it doesn't matter. Well, some people have climbed over them, yes. Uh, it's not foolproof. And I think Jenna Napolitano, the former governor of Arizona, said it best when she said, if you're going to build a 16-foot wall, they're going to have a 17-foot ladder. Right. You know, no matter what happens, they're going to try to get over anyhow. The wall is not the answer. It's really no. about, about what do we do to um, help... Th- bring down crime and poverty in those countries where people right. are fleeing from. Right, but I mean, again, it's also the optics of it. So the border is not the problem. The problem is what's happening in those other countries and and how, why it's still happening. And, you know, right. it's crime, I mean, because... It's poverty. It's, and it's because criminal gangs are, control the governments no matter who's in, who's in power. Right. And there's poverty and people are running from that. Yeah, that's so. true. They, they want a better life, which I get... But you can't de-incentivize the United States. You don't want to put the United States into a bad recession or depression so people don't want to come here either. So it's kind of like, how people do you handle always, the problem? Even our worst recession is better than what they live in that's right now. True. They're always going to come here. So that's not, that's, true. that's not really, yeah. The trade is more important, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Also in the news, how much money would, it, would you be fined if you hit a gun? Well, let me ask you this. Crap, I gave it away. True or false, you will be fined if you hit a, a golf ball into the Grand Canyon. Oh, I'm sure that's true. You can't throw anything in the... It's like, it's littering. Right, right, right exactly. So this one TikTok influencer, lovely, decided to smack a ball into a golf ball into the Grand Canyon. How much did it cost? <laughs> and then, and they, of course, they, they, they filmed it so that there's, there's hard evidence of them doing it. So what happened was 20-year-old Kate Sigmund 
uh, actually, like you said, recorded it, put it on TikTok, hit a golf ball, and subsequently lost most of her club when the driver's shaft flew into the Grand Canyon after the ball. Federal crime. So... Federal crime. What is it? Federal crime, federal, like littering? Yeah, it's on federal property. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. It's just like when you go and you hear about those people who throw things into the hot springs up in Yellowstone Park. Right. Federal. Like their own bodies because they're crime. stupid. <laughs> but they're, they're, there's that. Yeah. Commenters condemned Sigmund for littering as well as endangering people and the wildlife below her. And it didn't take very long for the feds to see her doing it. The influencer who has a combined 10 million followers on TikTok. Uh, and Instagram went was going viral for the wrong reasons, and so it looks like she deleted the posts. But and we know that when you it's out there, it's out there. There you go. Mm-hmm. After receiving a tip, the Grand Canyon law enforcement. Uh, I don't. I didn't know if Grand Canyon has a law enforcement. Do they? I guess. Yeah, the, it is. The federal police or something well, like that. First or of all, park rangers. Park rangers. Are okay. Law enforcement. Okay. Yes. They identified and contacted Sigmund within a day of her posting of the golf video. The National Park Service intended to charge her with three misdemeanor offenses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. The three charges were tossed, were tossing items into the Grand Canyon, littering and creating hazardous conditions, and disorderly conduct. Mm-hmm. She was only cited for disorderly conduct and tossing or throwing the items into the Grand Canyon, which carries a maximum fine of $5,000. Not worth it. Uh, yeah, you know, her 10 million followers could each send her like a buck and she'd more than cover it. Oh, so. don't even. <laughs> Don't even. I don't think that's enough. I think she should have been fined more. But that's or what six it was. months in, and six months in prison. And you, well, they are giving her six months, or she could have got six. That's months. the maximum. That's the the maximum, maximum is a fine of five thousand dollars. But they just fined her. They, they didn't put her in prison because if they put her in prison, then she's going to get an attorney, and you're going to have to go to court. And a fine usually is something people don't fight. That's right. Going to going to jail is something people. That's fight. true. Right, that's right, true. Right. But can you imagine being that stupid? Yes. To hit oh. at that age, yes, they're all that stupid. <laughs> Would you have been that stupid at 20 years old to hit a golf ball in the Grand Canyon? Yeah, but I but we didn't film things when we were 20 years old. Oh, that's true. We got away with <laughs> and a lot more. we didn't have 10 million followers. That's true to point out the fact mm-hmm. that what you're doing is illegal. It lives in the legend of like 13 people, you know? It's yeah. Like, a, like in your own mind and then like 13 of your closest friends and nobody else knows about it. Right, exactly. Also in the news, have you heard about the new resort that's going up in Glendale by the 101? Have you mm-hmm. heard about yes. this? You've probably seen construction of the VI Resort, V-A-I Resort. Um, ABC 15 has a walkthrough of the actual construction process, but it's it, what, what I guess gets me is it's on a 60-acre plot of land. It's going to be 60 acres. It's going to be a hotel, the uh, entertainment spot in the West Valley. Nobody's coming close to it. I mean, like Viquiva and and all the other casinos, they have they have something like ca- this. It's a casino. Well, I think it's just a resort. I don't think it's a casino oh, so it's not because a casino. the Desert Diamond Casino is right near there. But it's not a resort. Well, I mean, it's, it's sort a of resort, is, but it's yeah. not the kind. It's a resort, but not a resort. It's not like what's that place called at the that's, what at, that's right next casino to... casino Arizona? No, that's right next to the, where the Cardinals play. Isn't that Desert Diamond? No, the the big hotel there, the really nice hotel. Oh, the Renaissance. The Renaissance. It's not like the Renaissance. No, Desert it's Diamond is not like the No, De- Desert Diamond is not bigger than the Renaissance. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But this Vi uh, this so Vi, Vi resort is going to be. But what what's the draw near it? It's not like it has 
It doesn't have the Cardinals near it. It's not like it has the the long sort of history. Well, it's off the 101, that the though. Wigwam has. Yeah, but right. that, that part of the valley, does it need a big resort? Ah, there's the question. There's the question. If you build it, will people come? This isn't in Scottsdale. This is in the West Valley. Well, it, as we've shown with Glendale, you couldn't build an ice arena. They That's might come, right. but they're not going to stay. That's right. It's just like the Super Bowl. Whenever we host the Super Bowl, what happens? Everybody goes to the game in Glendale, but everybody parties and stays in Scottsdale. So I don't know why they're building this huge thing. I mean, good good luck to it. Uh, I hope it does well, but I don't. I just don't understand why they would invest uh, that kind of money and that kind well, of infrastructure I mean, if in the West it, Valley. They're, 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 I mean, they're going to have huge marketing departments, right? That will be ho- pulling in all of these, these. You know, like we have, I have my girlfriend whose um, husband works for Northwestern Insurance or North, Northwestern Mutual. Okay, and they have these huge conferences, and they had it at like the Phoenician, and it was like. I mean, literally thousands of people, but right. that's because their marketing people were like, you know, putting it out there. Like, we host these things and yeah. here's what we can offer you. So that's what they're going to do. So they'll be competing with basically the Scottsdale resorts. I guess, but it is, it's not close to Scottsdale. It's on the other side of the valley. So you're yeah. going to have to travel. Yeah. I mean, maybe Scottsdale's, it's, becomes more you know it's kind of like they this is what we say in wyoming that the billionaires push the millionaires out of jackson hole that's right and so maybe scottsdale has gotten so expensive on itself it may actually be sort of folding in on itself and people are looking for other options to be in phoenix right because that's very appealing to the rest of the country in the winter to be in phoenix maybe that maybe it is maybe Maybe. there's, there's a need for it maybe also have you heard about in tempe that they're moving forward with the uh with the nhl with the uh with the new ice rink. Right, of course, yes. Uh, Gary Bettman, the NHL commissioner, was in Tempe at the city council meeting and said, We've, we're invested in Arizona. We're not moving from Arizona. This would be a great thing for the NHL and the city of Phoenix, Tempe, Scottsdale, all that kind of right. stuff. Right. I mean, if you have a city that can handle it correctly, which Glendale couldn't. It's like Glendale tried to handle it, but they were just like not prepared for it. Kind of like they were like the country bumpkin. They had no idea how to handle it. And they bungled it. The country it. bumpkin? They, they bungled it every step of the way, and they lost the Coyotes. Yeah, they did. They did. And now they're stuck with an arena. But people are still coming to the arena. They're still booking acts, right? But it's not making the money it made that oh, when they had right. the Coyotes in there for Because you had for them for, 40, games, for 40, no, 40, games. 42 games or yeah, something like right. that. Yeah. That's just some of the news this week on One Microphone. Thanks, Cricket. You're welcome, Mac. Thank you. Are you a patron on Patreon? Are you getting a bonus episode of Mac Watson Talks every week? If not, you're missing all the stories of what's going on with the Watsons and crazy stories about our childhood. What are you missing? Well, here's just a snippet. But they had open fire pits like all along the street. Like yeah. that would not go. That no, would that would not go. That would not fly Phoenix. in Phoenix. That no. would never work in Phoenix. No, you're right. And, you know, and there and there was these people appointed to be in charge of the fire pits. And when people would take their marshmallow off, they'd take the stick and stick it in the fire. And like, I guess they thought they were like um, sanitizing, sanitizing it, it with fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Want to hear the rest? Go to patreon.com slash MacWatsonTalks. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. And sign up today for as little as $5 a month. You get four bonus episodes, a episode every week of us talking about ourselves. What could be better? That's patreon.com slash MacWatsonTalks. 
time for the smackdown. And this time I'm smacking down the Biden administration. Why? Because gas prices are falling. There's no doubt. But will we ever see $2.250 per gallon gasoline? I don't think so. And that's got me all riled up. Gas prices will be well below record highs in the next 60 days. Analysts think they could fall even farther. The average cost of regular unleaded gasoline fell to $3.43 on Friday. That according to Opus, an energy data and analytics provider. That's among the lowest level recorded since Russia's invaded Ukraine in February. But here's the problem. Oh, and it's more than a 30% drop from a record high of $5 in June, according to Opus. But here, here's, what, here's what I'm having problems with. In the next 60 days, they say consumers can enjoy uh, lower gas prices. That's great. But what does lower gas prices mean for, like, Arizona? How about 3 to three fifty? Three dollars to three fifty. That's not low enough. Not for me, anyway, especially when you consider that under $3 is in states like Texas, Louisiana, Tennessee, of all places, and a few other states. Why can't Arizona have cheaper gas? Let the expensive gas go to California, which it will. They'll still be over $4 a gallon, but why can't it go below $3 a gallon? And that is the SmackDown. You hear the music, you know what that means. It's time for the last word. A cruise ship passenger who survived 20 hours in the ocean after falling off a cruise ship saying he had no idea how he got overboard. But he denies being drunk before the accident despite drinking to celebrate winning an air guitar competition. Oh, yeah. James Michael Grimes, 28 years old, said he survived by treading water and eating bamboo after plunging into the sea during a Thanksgiving cruise with 18 family members on November 23rd. Grimes, who had only been on board a day before the incident, had been in a bar on the ship with his sister celebrating his air guitar victory contest when he excused himself to use the bathroom and didn't return. His sister reported him missing 12 hours later. Now, what's interesting is that the cruise line, Carnival Cruise Line, says there's no way you can accidentally fall off or fall overboard on one of their cruise ships. You have to intentionally go over the rails. Of course, Mr. Grimes is saying he doesn't know how he went overboard because he doesn't remember how much alcohol he actually had. Mm Mm-hmm. That'll do it every time. Blackout. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Mac Watson Talks. This episode is copyrighted and may not be reproduced in whole or part without express written permission. For more information to become a sponsor or to schedule an upcoming appearance by Mac or Cricket or both, visit MacWatsonOnline.com. That's MacWatsonOnline.com. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon, and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, share us with your friends. We love new listeners.